This is Helping with Happiness, episode number 133. Today, we're talking with Jen Brimhall about how to have a meaningful Thanksgiving with your family. Hi, I'm Hilary Hess, and you're listening to Helping of Happiness. I am a crazy mom of seven kids who loves to build memories through eating delicious family recipes and going on adventures with my family. On this podcast, you'll be introduced to some delightful people and ideas who inspire me to be a better mom and help me bring family closer together and closer to Jesus Christ. Our guest today is phenomenal. You are going to love her. I've been learning from her for years. I've, I mean, I don't even remember when I first heard from Jen, but I've somehow I've been hearing different conferences or podcasts or other things that she's been on, and everything that I have learned from her is just gold. So Jen Brimhall, she is a wife, mom of five kids, and she tries so hard to deliberately shape the family and culture in our homes by focusing on uplifting and inspiring media and other resources. So if you're looking for an alternative to negative pop culture, that this is this is where you want to find her. We're going to talk to her today a little bit about Thanksgiving. Um, she loves to make it meaningful and special and not just about food and football. She thinks it's even more than a commemoration meal of the pilgrims and the Native Americans. And she just tries to like share this overarching principle that reminds us of everything that God has blessed us with, where we have universal brotherhood and it mingles with religion and patriotism. And I just love all of this because I feel like we're at this time where everything is so divisive. And this is such a great way to help our families really get into the spirit of gratitude and of loving people around us. So Really quick, before we get into our interview with her, I just wanted to let you know, I'm not sure if you're aware, we are super active on social media. So if you're not following us over there, go head over, especially to Instagram or Pinterest. We have stuff going up throughout the day on stories and posts and on on Pinterest. We've got lots of pins in there for you to be able to get different recipes or travel tips or homemaking hacks. We've got all our podcast archives and we talk about our podcast, what's been happening on there. So you might even get a little bit more information about what we've been learning. So I hope that you'll go follow us there. And if there is a topic that we've talked about on this podcast that you have liked or a guest that you've loved, please go tell us about it. We, you can Take a little screenshot on your phone of the episode and you can post it on social media and just make sure you tag us so you do the at sign and helping of happiness. That way we can see it and see what you're enjoying. Or it would be awesome if you listen through Apple Podcasts, giving us a rating and review and telling us what you're liking. That way we can really kind of get your the content for you, just what you need and what you like and keep building on it and know what's really resonating. So I hope that you enjoy this interview with Jen. I'm super excited to introduce our guest today. We've got Jen Brimhall, who's a blogger at Raise the Good, and she creates meaningful, inspiring content for us. And I cannot wait for you to hear all the wonderful things that she's doing. I recently took an email course from her about making our media more wholesome and meaningful in our homes. And I'm just so excited. Jen, how are you? I'm great. Thank you so much, Hillary, for having me on. 
It is so fun to have you. I've been following you forever. So this is just a real treat for me to actually feel like, even though we're on the computer, that I'm meeting you in person. So I'm glad to be here that our schedule's finally aligned. Will you tell us a little bit about yourself and your family and what you do? Of course. I am the mother of five children. I first got into finding wholesome and deliberate media when I first started homeschooling my children. And I realized there's there's so many resources out there that I just haven't been aware of before. And uh, when I started finding it, I just became really excited and started sharing it with all my friends and I just have my own little corner of the internet where I can share these awesome things for um, people who, who want to have these in their lives. And so that's how I started Raise the Good. So it's all about raising children to be a powerful force for good and using the media in a really deliberate way to harness that because we all use the media you know, whether it's books or movies or YouTube or whatever, we all use it at some point. So I wanted it to be our tool um, rather than our master. So that's where I come from. Well, and I really appreciate it because I feel like there's just so much to sift through with the media. So you make my life a lot easier when you give me lists of good things to just kind of go through and pick from. Because so often we're like, especially now that it's COVID time, we watch movies a lot more than we used to, which I love, but it's okay. What are we going to watch now? So it's great when I've got some little ideas in my pocket from different things. that you sent. So I really appreciate that. Um, So we've got Thanksgiving coming up. I would love to hear, have you talked to us all about have a meaningful Thanksgiving with our family? Do you, I know you've had some ideas on that. Do you mind taking us through some of those? Of course. Yeah. Um, I did a blog post on this actually. And of course I haven't looked at it, you know, for (laughs) close to a year. (laughs) So I went back to review it. I was like, oh, I forgot. These are so, there are so many good ideas here. And what I did was I asked all my readers and I asked them for their favorite traditions or what they did to make things meaningful and um and then I added my own as well one of my favorites is my friend Suzanne she's had a lot of challenging things in her life and a lot of us have heard of the you know making a Thanksgiving tree where we write things that we're grateful for on leaves and then we you know start with the bear tree and by the time Thanksgiving rolls around we have this tree that has lots of leaves for things we're grateful for what she does is something similar she calls it a grateful gobble turkey so it's in the shape of a turkey instead, and they put feathers in it. But what they try to do is avoid the obvious answers like family or our house or my warm blankets or whatever. And they try to really focus on the challenges that they've had in their lives and try to put a positive, grateful spin on that. For example, they can be glad for dad's employment because he's home more and they get to spend more time with him. Or they've been able to be grateful for their mom's health problems because everyone's been able to come together and work together as a team and be helpful and they appreciate their good days more. And so I really, really liked that because we are all going to have these times in our lives where it's hard to find something to be grateful for. But um, I really liked her spin on it and trying to just really look for the positive. And there's, you know, one of my favorite books is The Hiding Place by Corey Ten Boom. And uh, you, you're not in your head like you're familiar oh, with the story, it's Hillary. One of my favorites. <laughs> Tell it. It's one of my very favorite books. I love that book. It is so so good. And um, she and her sister were hiding um, Jewish people in their home during World War II, and they were caught. And so they were put in a concentration camp. And so her sister, they're they're very religious. Her sister 
found in the Bible where it said we should be grateful in all things. And she said, I'm going to be grateful for the fleece. And Corey said, that is enough. <laughs> She's like, I cannot <laughs> be grateful for the fleece. <laughs> <laughs> but her sister Betsy said, no, do you realize because we have so many fleas in our barracks, we were able to keep our Bible and a few other things that are very dear and precious and, and scarce to us because the soldiers don't want to come in and search everything. And so I'm so grateful for the fleas because we're able to keep our Bible. And um, I believe they had some vitamins and a few other things. And they wouldn't have had access to those things if they hadn't have had the fleas. And so that's just another great story that that just helps me to remember to look for the good in everything in my life. I love so. that. I love that. So um, do you do the turkey thing with your family or is that just an idea that you've had from someone else? You know, that was an idea that I got from my friend last year. And so I think we're going to try and do it this year. Although I have to admit, we haven't been as hit as hard by life circumstances as much as she's had. So we've usually done the tree thing, but I do want to help my family, especially during times of COVID when this is being recorded. The world's been kind of turned upside down. So I'm going to challenge my family to really look at the things that have changed in their life and see what we can do to celebrate that has come about because of it. And a lot of people have talked about this, about, you know, the, the air is cleaner, the water is cleaner. We're spending more time with family. We're able to do things differently. And sometimes different is better than what we're used to doing. So anyway, I'm going to challenge them to take a look at that, especially this year and see, find the good in our circumstances. I love that. I love that. And because there are so many tender mercies, even though I get annoyed that I have to wear a mask everywhere I go and different things, you know, it's like, <laughs> I need to just get over it, but I just can't hear people as well. And I want to see their faces and, you know, it just gets a little frustrating sure. sometimes, but I love, there are, there have been so many, so many good things. Were there any more Thanksgiving ideas you wanted to share? Um, my second idea is hands down my favorite story of Thanksgiving, but very few people know about it. This is the story of the second Thanksgiving. And what happened is after the first Thanksgiving, there soon after there was another boatload of people who came over um, at, to join the pilgrims, and but they didn't bring any supplies with them. They didn't bring any seeds. They didn't bring any food. They just had expected that the original pilgrims who had settled would have enough for them and of course they didn't and so they they had what was called a starving time um, a couple of different settlements have had starving times but the pilgrims had their own and um, they were down to five their rations were five kernels of corn a day and so as you can imagine that's nothing <laughs> and um, they had planted their new crops but there had been a drought and they just said, we, we're gonna all die unless God intervenes and takes a part in this. And so they fast, they took one day and they fasted all day, they prayed, they repented. And I'm a religious person, so this has significance to me. But um, as they were doing that, a really light rain fell. And it was the perfect kind of rain, you know, because too much would wash everything away. Mm -hmm. Too little wouldn't do enough, but it was a perfect type of rain. And it rained solid for two weeks just in a really nourishing, wonderful way. And uh, because of that, they actually ended up having a bumper crop. But that story just gives me chills every time I think about it. And so we like to start our Thanksgiving with five kernels of corn on everyone's plate, just to remember how much we've been blessed 
to remember it's always it hasn't always been like this and that even again relating to the first point i made even um when things are hard we can we can find good things and and i believe that god is always there for us so that's um our second thing that we really like to do i love that do you have another one i do and i could go on for forever um but give me a couple the, more yeah okay or cool. one more whatever okay <laughs> give me another one <laughs> um my my next one is i'm not sure if everyone's aware but the president of the united states will write a thanksgiving proclamation every single year and so we enjoy reading those i i really enjoy george washington's um and abraham lincoln's because i feel like their need was so much greater in that time um, and so they're just very poignant, very beautiful proclamations. But then we also read the current president's proclamation that he gives out. And it's really fun to compare different proclamations between different presidents. So we're a political family, so we enjoy, you know, seeing the differences and, and who said what. Um, Jefferson Davis, actually, from the Confederacy wrote a few. <laughs> so people have mixed feelings about that. But it's it's just been a tradition in America for a long, long time. And so it's it's a really fun um thing that we take a look at and uh you know if your family wants to you could write your own proclamation about this year that and sounds what, really fun what you've enjoyed and what you're grateful for um i also when my children when we talk about what we're grateful for i always like to also have them say who's responsible for that they're grateful for so for example if they're grateful for the food that we have you know we could say well we're grateful that you know, my husband's the main breadwinner in our family. So we're grateful that dad's able to have a job that provides for us so well. We're grateful for the farmers. We're grateful for the people in the store. We're grateful that, that God has given a good harvest, you know. So I'd like to also have them say who's responsible for that because I feel like it makes it more personal and they can see the good in people around them more as well. So. I love that. Well, and then they don't feel like this stuff just magically appears, right? That's right. Yeah. I feel like that was one thing that kind of was great at the beginning of COVID for us as they started to realize there's not just milk on the grocery store, grocery store shelves. There's not just toilet paper for all to have, you know, that there, <laughs> there are times, you know, there was, there was a period where we couldn't get napkins for like a couple of months. It was a long time. And so wow. we made our own napkins and, you know, we're using cloth napkins and now we still use them. We're just used to them now, but it's, it's that was a huge eye opener. The weird things mm -hmm. that weren't available. So I think that's such a good good idea to tell them where it came from, and then they can be grateful for more than just just the food on their plate, right? I love that that you include yeah. the yeah. farmers, and you could probably even go to the warehouses and the. You know, there's so many different steps, right? Yeah. Yes. So so cool for sure. And so, I mean, I've got a blog post you can link to that has 19 different ideas and they're all kind of along the same lines. I mean, I, I do really enjoy Thanksgiving. Those are some of my favorites. So um, we do like to sing a couple of those. Um, and of course, you know, my kids are going to want to put on a football game or, or whatever. We're not totally serious on everything <laughs> on Thanksgiving, but we do give thanks and we do try to be grateful in our lives. And um, I guess lastly, the thing that I want to say is that the first Thanksgiving came after a really long, terrible ordeal. I mean, the 
the pilgrims had first they left England, they went to Holland, and I mean, then they had to do the the uh, trip across the ocean. And once they got to the Americas, you know, things were really difficult. And um, I just want to say all of these things came, all the persecution and the starving and the illness and the death sometimes, it all came before Thanksgiving. And so if if people are in the pre-Thanksgiving days of their in their life right now, in, a, in, a, in that phase of their life, I, I just want to let people know that better days will come, even though it feels like they won't. Um, I really appreciate the example of the Native Americans who they, they didn't have to help, you know, but they really went out of their way and they reached out to someone outside of their circle, someone who, you know, could potentially be threatening, you know, from what we know of history now, but they, they went out of their way to help them to really um, do what they could and, and just lift, lift them up. I'm so grateful for that example that they set. And, and that's one reason why there's just so much about Thanksgiving that I really love to celebrate. It's brotherhood, it's the gratitude, it's um, overcoming difficulties. It's all wrapped up in it for me. And Thanksgiving is actually one of my favorite holidays and I'm super grateful for it. I love that because I feel like Thanksgiving gets very overlooked sometimes. It's like you just think about Black Friday and you think about you know ramping up for Christmas really quick after Halloween so I love that Thanksgiving is something special. I would love for you to touch on your Media Matters course because I feel like it's really helped me to think of my media in a totally different way and especially when we're coming on the holidays. I mean watching movies and just doing things with media feels like it really goes even more with the holidays. I don't know, maybe I used to feel like that before COVID because it's the only time we would sit down and now we're always sitting down. I don't know, but <laughs> but I would love to hear from you how we can make the most of this time and the things that we're consuming during this time. I think it's a great, great question. And I think you're right. People are really into media more than they were before. And the thing that first got me on it was we were reading Summer of the Monkeys with my children. And if you haven't read that book, it's so fun. It's so, so fun. It's about a little boy who's trying to catch monkeys. And um, it's just, it, it has you crying just because you're laughing so hard. But then the end is very, very touching where this little boy ends up sacrificing for his little sister. And you know how much the sacrifice means to him. And that's when the light turned on. I was like, oh my goodness, this is teaching my kids to take care of their siblings and to sacrifice for them. And as the grandpa is helping this little boy, you know, come around to this decision to sacrifice for his little sister, the grandpa was also mentoring my children without me saying a word. And that's oh, what was bless. so amazing, <laughs> right? <laughs> because I can lecture all day long and my kids will get very, very little from it. But if I say, hey, let's watch this really cool YouTube clip or let's watch this movie or let's read this book, they can get the same principles that I want them to really be have into their character and in their soul and, and everything else to be an integral part of them, but they won't resent me for doing it, number one. <laughs> They'll listen, number two. And it can be, and media just reaches kids. It's, it's just a language that they all enjoy and they understand. And so it's not gonna be this tortuous thing where mom's trying to teach us character building again. You know, it's. <laughs> This is such a fun book about how the monkeys end up making a fool out of this little boy, you know, but it's, it's great. And so 
I put together a Media That Matters course that introduces parents to this concept about having media that reinforces your values instead of working against them. And so I'll, I give, it's just a five day email series that will give you a lot of different, it's just a really power packed series that like in one, I think I give like 20 different examples or something for certain character trait. And then um, I've got like movies about real heroes, um, movies about compassion that show compassion. And then, you know, once that five day email series is over, um, if you want to stick around, then I've got more. I'll give you something every week that helps you teach your children or helps them learn to love good things. And so the most recent one I sent out was how to recognize manipulation. And I got so many great comments about that one because it's just a really timely thing right now, right before the election. And we're listening to <laughs> so many talking points, whether it's on political candidates or, or any other topic, it's, it's sometimes it's hard to know how to ferret through things. And so that's, that's what I do is I try to get media that will reinforce the values that we want to teach our children. I remember one time it blew my mind. I usually don't read like celebrity interviews or anything, but for some reason, something popped up on my computer screen and it was about Lindsay Lohan. And, um, it had said how she came up with this really huge long list of all the men she'd slept with. And Hollywood was kind of aghast that she had this list, which it takes a lot for Hollywood to be surprised at something. And they said, why, why did you do this? And she said, well, that's what the girls in Sex and the City did. And so I just thought that's how people were. And it just struck me so much because she's an actress. She knows that scripts are not really based on real life. A lot of times she knows that, you know, there's lots of rehearsal behind things and it's just, it's not real life. And so it surprised me so much that she based her personal decisions on a TV show that she had watched. And I think that media is always teaching our children. We just need to make sure it's teaching them what we want, want them to be learning. And so that's my biggest concern right now. I love that. Well, and I love your email course and I try to keep my, e my emails like way down as close to zero as I can, but I keep the ones that I want to keep track of as unread. And I feel like I have a whole stack of your little emails because I read them like, Oh, I've got to remember that. I've got to do that. And so I've got all of these Jen emails in my email box because I love that. I love, because anytime something comes up, I'm like, Oh yes, we need to talk about teamwork again. <laughs> let's go back to Jen's movies and look at that list or real heroes. Yes. Let's step aside from the superheroes for just a little while and talk about people that are real humans that are, you know, really amazing. So I really appreciate all that you've put together. I think it's really cool. So any any fun Christmas ones that you want to put out there since we're getting into the holidays that you love that you can think of off the top of your head? Oh, fun Christmas movies. We always watch It's a Wonderful Life by Jimmy Stewart. And uh, A Muppet Christmas Carol. That's oh, a fun that's one of ours. Oh, that's got there, of course. And uh, Arthur Christmas, actually. I, I'm, I'm not a fan of, like, newer movies quite as much. Mm -hmm. um, at least the newer, like, Christmas ones. I, I mean, I love Hallmark aside from Hallmark, you know, family movies. And Arthur Christmas is a really fun one. So we that, that one is cute. I forget about that one too. I'm glad you brought that up because my kids do enjoy that one. That's a good one. That's a good idea. 
Well, let's tell everybody where we can find you so they can get all this good stuff from you. Where can we find you, Jen? Where's the best place? Awesome. Well, my blog is raisethegood.com. And you can find me at that same handle, Raise the Good, on both Facebook and Instagram. Though I do a little bit more on Instagram than on Facebook. So. Okay. So and they awesome. can sign up for that course, free course if they want to. And uh, we'd love to have them give me their suggestions as well. I always love to hear from readers and see what's working for them and what suggestions they have because I can't read every book and watch every movie out there. Why not? So what's wrong with you? I love suggestions. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Is there anything else you wanted to share? I just really appreciate people like you who are trying to, you know, share good things. And I think we're all in this together. And I mean, I always have high school musical right into my head whenever <laughs> I say that, right? <laughs> but, you know, we just all need help from each other. And uh, I, I appreciate the things that you shared too. I think they're really valuable and it's a really great service that you're giving. So thank you. Well, thank you. Well, if we have a few more minutes, if you don't mind going through our three helpful and happy questions really quickly. Absolutely. But okay. So yes. I always throw these in here to kind of go into the Helping of Happiness blog, which covers family recipes, family travel, and homemaking hacks, because those are some of my favorite things to use as tools to make my family happier. So I'd love to hear what your favorite things are. So first one is what's your favorite food or meal? Well, does dark chocolate count as a food? Oh, totally <laughs> a meal. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> it was Halloween. It's totally a meal. <laughs> <laughs> so I am totally a dark chocolate girl and uh, Halloween, or uh, sorry, uh, hot chocolate actually is mm. my comfort food. I'm a hot chocolate snob, so I'm very particular. Okay, what's so. your favorite brand? What kind of hot chocolate or do you make it your own? Ghirardelli's double hot double chocolate hot chocolate and you make it with milk and it's fabulous <sighs> I do have my own recipe I use but whenever I'm not in the mood for do the real thing right then yeah. Ghirardelli's you can't go wrong right love Ghirardelli's oh they're the best love them they're little dark chocolate squares all of the things oh I love them <laughs> I was disappointed last time we went to San Francisco though we went to Ghirardelli square and they gave us because of California it's crazy sometimes but he gave us paper straws so we're trying to suck our Ghirardelli shakes out of these paper straws and they're like falling apart in our <laughs> and our kids are like you know because kids are always chewing on straws and sucking us I mean it was just such a mess I'm like oh man I'm bringing my plastic straw next time we go there it's crazy so if you're going to Ghirardelli Square Bring your plastic straw with you if you don't want your paper straw to fall apart in your mouth. Okay, let's go to the question number two. What is the best trip you've ever been on or your dream vacation? You know what? A couple of years ago, we bought a pop-up camp trailer oh, and fun. it was cheaper than an RV. And my husband is a consultant, so he works on the phone. And we decided to do the Pacific Coast Highway. And oh, um, so we started from Arizona and we just went all the way up. And it was the greatest thing ever we spent about six weeks in that camp trailer and uh it was just beautiful just so beautiful and you know you think seven people in a pop-up trailer it got kind of squishy at times but you'd be so surprised at how quickly you can adapt and uh what you can make work and it was just it was just amazing i would love to do it over again 
That sounds dreamy. We love that highway. It's so pretty. So, so pretty. I love that one. Okay, now I need to go get a pop-up trailer and go somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a homemaking hack for us? That's our last one, our last question. Sure. Um, And I can't take credit for this. I heard it from somebody else. But those are the best kind of hacks. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Um, Socks come in such a wide size range, if you know what I mean. And so this friend of mine, she said, I just have everybody use the same socks. I was like, what? That's kind of weird. Never done that before. But she's like, totally, it works. So and I tried it and it's amazing. So I have a white basket with white socks in it and I have a black basket with black socks in it. And we try to buy the same kind every time. So it's super easy to match. It's super easy to find what you need. And at first I thought, I have four boys. I don't want to be have crusty, nasty socks that I have to wear, right? <laughs> but actually, it, it hasn't been like that. It's worked out really, really well. There are a few, like, socks that should be white, but they're really gray. Because <laughs> <white, right? laughs> they were, the they were going through a stream or a mud puddle or something like, no, I'm not going to use that pair. But uh, <laughs> at first, I have to admit, when I heard the idea, I was like, that's super weird. But I love it. My family loves it. So easy for everybody to find socks. It's great. So that's, that's a hack. great tip. Socks are always such a stressful situation. In our house. <laughs> I think that sounds like a perfect idea. Well, I just appreciate Jen so much for being on. This was so much fun for me to talk to you and just learn more. I can't wait to do these. My mom used to do kernels of corn on our plate at Thanksgiving. And I wonder if it had to do with that story. I never asked her. We just always said three things we were thankful for. Five. I don't remember how many kernels we had, but I think that's great. I want to start that with my family. That's an awesome tip. And I have the story actually in a PDF on that blog post. So Oh, awesome. Okay. I'm going to have you give me that link and then we can just pop that in the show notes. Oh, that'd be perfect. And all of the things will be in the show notes. Links to your blog, links to your um, Media Matters course that you were talking about and because just so much rich goodness from you. So thank you so much, Jen. You're awesome. Thank you so much, Hillary such a treat for me to have Jen on with us. I just love her so much. I always learn from her and she's been teaching me how to be a better mom for years. If you would love a link to these show notes sent to your email box, some recipes, some travel tips, and some homemaking hacks, sign up for our newsletter. So this week we're sending out our favorite Thanksgiving recipes. There's like 14 plus recipes in there. So just go to helpingofhappiness.com and you'll scroll down and you'll see a place to put in your email and subscribe. And we would just love it so much to be able to connect with you over email and you can ask me whatever questions that you've got. So have a terrific day and can't wait to talk with you next week.